0: Guess what, Lions? For as little as $5 a month, you can get access to exclusive bonus audio content and help this program grow by joining the Lions of Liberty Pride. To learn more, head over to lionsofliberty.com slash support. Hey, you guys and gals, before
1: we get started today, I just want to let you know today's episode has just a little bit of cursing. So you might want to hide the kids when you listen to today's show.
2: Welcome to Felony Friday, a presentation of the Lions of Liberty podcast. Here is your host, John
1: Odermatt. Felons, friends, and freedom lovers, it is time for another edition of Felony Friday right here on the Lions of Liberty podcast. Felony Friday, of course, is the show that each and every week we focus on exposing injustice in the broken criminal justice system. And this is the 78th episode of Felony Friday. So that means you can find the show notes for this episode at lionsofliberty.com FF78. And you're going to want to find the show notes page because this is our felony review, our felony breakdown episode where we're going to be talking about a lot of different felonies trending in the news. We're going to play the most famous podcast game show is this a crime and should anyone do time so you're going to want to read those stories for yourself so you can follow along and play at home unless you're driving of course but i'm excited to get to today's show and i'm gonna i'm gonna introduce my guest in a more detailed fashion in a moment but just to wet your whistle here get you excited i'm gonna be bringing on johnny adams of the johnny rocket Launchpad and like I said, we're going to be talking about some felonies, so it's going to be a good time. Before I do that, I want to tell you about our sponsor for today's show. We are sponsored once again by Martin Armory. And Martin Armory was founded on the simple goal of making buying a gun simple and affordable. Instead of carrying thousands of guns and, you know, offer you every gun under the sun, Martin Armory focuses on only carrying the 25 most popular firearms they have rifles handguns shotguns just the best of each category that's martinarmory.com and this unique business model the prices are ridiculous go and look for yourself if you haven't yet go to martinarmory.com pick out a gun that you'd like the prices are really low you might want to get two i don't know two or three maybe you get a handgun a rifle and a shotgun even better We have a deal raid now with Martin Armory. If you enter promo code LIONS at checkout, you're going to get free shipping. So you might be overwhelmed by how much money you're saving, but don't forget to enter promo code LIONS because we don't want you to miss out on that free shipping. One more time, that's martinarmory.com, promo code LIONS. Today on Felony Friday, I welcome in a friend of the Lions of Liberty, but a first-time appearance on Felony Friday – The host of the Johnny Rocket Launchpad, Johnny Adams. And I was lucky enough just last week to be invited to appear on the Johnny Rocket Launchpad, and it was a blast. And in talking with Johnny, you know, I figured, what the heck? Why not come on Felony Friday? Why haven't I brought you on Felony Friday yet? Of course, he said to me, I'm not a felon. I said, well, you're not yet. You might be later. But anyway, you don't have to be a felon to come on Felony Friday. You know, we've brought on plenty of people just to talk about our travesty of a criminal justice system. So Johnny, welcome to Felony Friday.
2: Hey, thanks, John. I appreciate it, man. And it's an honor to be here. And yeah, no shit. I mean, I was thinking about that too. Like, why haven't you been on the launch pad much earlier than you did? It was like we're at 127 or 128 episodes. And why haven't you been on earlier? I don't know, but that's my bad. I'm sorry for that. And, but it's an honor to be here, brother.
1: Yeah, well it's it's great it's great to have you here and you know I'm in the same boat. I'm at this is seventy eight episodes and you know there's times where, like you said, for for the for the launch pad, you're racking your brain, who the hell can I bring on the show? What can I do? That's right. And it's yeah. sitting right in your backyard. I mean we're <laughs> we're talking on the phone all the time. We're we're talking a lot about your about your comic, the Liberty Force comic, which which I've read. It's outstanding. It's not it's not out yet, but you can pre order it, right? You can. And it, uh, I'm excited about it. It's like,
2: it's been a project. I haven't done like a project this big in over 20 years. Well, actually I lie probably about seven years (laughs) when I was doing my, when I was in a band, you know, we had records, you know, and that was a big, huge ass project. I mean, years of work, but uh, I mean, this is a big project for me and I'm excited to get it released and I'm excited to put it out there and it's going to be available here in a few weeks. So it's going to be fun, man. It's exciting. LibertyForceComic.com.
1: That is really exciting stuff. And, of course, the Johnny Rocket Launchpad podcast is phenomenal. Mark's been on the show. Maybe eventually Brian will get on the show, but we'll see. We'll see <laughs> Brian that. will get on.
2: He's on my, like, to-do list right now. And I'm not going to do Brian, but he's on my to-do list. He needs to come on the goddamn show.
1: <laughs> Before we get started talking about these felonies, I did have a question for you. And Mark might have asked you this when you were on, when you were on with him. God, probably years ago, with for a, a one-on-one interview. How did you get the nickname Johnny Rocket? It was actually from the the uh, military.
2: Um, I, I was exceptionally good at slinging rockets downrange. I was very accurate. Oh wow! And and uh, so it, plus I was kind of into the rockabilly music, and uh, our maintenance our maintenance test pilot. Uh, I can't remember. I forget his name, but he went up to me one day and he's like johnny rocket that's your name dude that's your fucking name <laughs> and i'm like that's kind of cool like i dig it because it has like a retro sound to it and feel and i'm like so then we just everyone started calling me johnny rocket at you know in the in the military and so from there i just kind of started saying hey i like that name i'm gonna use it and i've been referred to it for god since 2003 so we're looking at 14 15 years. Yeah.
1: That is a, a badass nickname and it, it works perfectly for the launch pad too. Join your on launch pad, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of, you know,
2: yeah. And when you say I had a blast, I'm like, "Hell yeah, you did because you're <laughs> at the launch pad," you know. There you
1: go. Yeah. <laughs> see see what I did there? Yeah. I see what you did there. <laughs> so re- real quickly, what's the origin story for the for the launch pad? Um, you don't have to go into details on, you know, how you came to Liberty, but what made you want to start a podcast?
2: I lived in Seattle, downtown Seattle, and I was going to college and I had a roommate and Heather, you know, was with me and me and my roommate and Heather were all sitting around bullshitting a lot. And my roommate, you know, was sitting there laughing because I would sit there and talk about libertarianism and, and just say, this is bullshit. This is the city is bullshit. Fuck the city. This is all socialist, you know? And he's like, dude, it'd be hilarious if you did a podcast. I'm like, I don't know about that. But then I was thinking about it. Like, I guess I could, I'm going to school for audio engineering. Why the fuck not? And so we, I called up my producer who did our records and our, he produced our, I was in a band called the hot rod and Romeos. And I called them up. I'm like, Hey dude, let's do a podcast. And he's like, "Fuck it, let's do it." And so Heather was on board, and we all just kind of came up with the idea together, and it, it's been going since.
1: It's a it's a wild ride having a podcast, and you know I've I've learned a lot about myself having a podcast. You know, picking out picking out these stories for Felony Friday every single week. I mean, I don't do it every week. Sometimes I interview people, but on weeks like this, picking out stories, um, it could be a little bit a little bit difficult, a little bit heart-wrenching sometime. And we do have some maybe uncomfortable stories to talk about today on the show. But before we get into those, before we talk about those more difficult stories, I want to talk about you know a more positive story. This is actually something that we talked about on your show. When, when I was on your show, we talked about felons. Once they get out of prison, once they've been, you know quote-unquote, reformed, the felons still don't have the right to vote. They still don't have the right to own guns. All that sure. stuff is still still taken away from them. And, and we broke that down a little bit, a little back and forth on your show. So as soon as I saw this story this week, it just just jumped out and slapped me in the face. I had to talk about it. So the title of this story is The U.S. Top Court. The Supreme Court deals a setback to gun control advocates on the felon ban. The short story here is on Monday, the Supreme Court lets stand a lower court's ruling which states that uniformly denying felons whose crimes were not serious the right to to own guns violated the U.S. Constitution's Second Amendment. So this opened the door for people with lesser, you know, lesser felonies, the low grade felonies, to challenge this federal ban. And there were two people from actually from Pennsylvania, my state, who, who challenged this ban. And the Trump administration took exception to this challenge, which is interesting because. I don't know, but some people think of Trump, they think of someone who is for the individual, maybe. Some I think some people have that misguided misguided thing when really, really he's not, but that's that's sort of its its own thing to talk about. But the Trump administration can be a little totalitarian and challenge this, saying that this is a dangerous precedent to set. And luckily, the Supreme Court let this lay, and it's gonna open the door possibly for judges in the future to allow some of these felons to get their rights back when they appeal. Another interesting thing in this case is the two people who brought the charges against, they were only charged with misdemeanors. But if you're charged with a misdemeanor and your sentence is even in excess of of two years, your potential sentence in excess of two years, that translates to being a low-grade felony, even though you were not charged with a felony. That is the definition of a felony, having a sentence that could be two years or more in prison. So, Johnny, what, what are your thoughts on this? One thing I do want to talk about first, that the Trump administration cited the reason, the opposition to this, was because there's a there's some stats out there, who knows where this data is coming from, of felons who've been released, who got their gun rights back, who committed violent crimes. So I, I guess I would ask first is, I mean, why aren't they checking for felons who uh, did not get their gun rights back and are still going out there and getting guns illegally and committing violent crimes?
2: I mean, uh, John, that's a good question. I mean, no matter what you do, if you if, if you don't trust the guy getting out of prison, right? So if, if you think this person's going to commit a crime, if you feel like he's going to hey, he got busted, you know, for murder, but after 10 years we're going to release him and we're just going to say don't have we're not going to give your gun rights back. Trust me, that dude's going to still find a way to get his goddamn gun. Like he's going to find a way. If he's intent to kill someone again, he will. So to me, it's just absolutely ridiculous to think that you know, if you just make something illegal, it's not going to happen. I mean, that's the biggest thing that we should be looking at. If, if you don't trust the individual, the guy has served his time. He should be all his rights should be restored. 100%. Voting rights. If you release a guy from jail, if again, if you don't trust that individual, why would you release him?
1: Period. And, and the two guys who, who appealed this, actually, the charges they had against them. Um, the one guy, he pled guilty to corrupting a minor. I guess the minor was 17 years old, a, a female employee that he had in his business. They had a sexual relationship. And he pled guilty to that. He got three years probation, no jail time. The other guy, this was in Maryland in 1990, he got uh, charged with carrying a gun without a permit. And he was given a suspended jail sentence and a year of probation, meaning if he didn't violate, never went to jail. He never violated, never went to jail. So these are very... Uh, sure. they're not violent. They're not violent census. These aren't people committing homicide. They're not people committing assault yet. Trump felt the need. Or the Trump administration felt the need to push back saying that this is potentially letting dangerous people back on the street. So do, are you surprised by the reaction of no. the Trump administration here? No,
2: no. I mean, like Trump is not a pro-gun guy. Let's face it. I mean, there's a lot of Republicans who don't like that about him. There's a lot of libertarians that don't like that about him. Uh, Democrats actually do like that about him. He's, you know, he has some sort of quasi ties with the NRA, if I'm not mistaken. However, really, he's not a pro-gun president and he never will be. And so, yeah, it doesn't surprise me at all, man. And we're probably going to get, I don't think he's going to make an active, you know, he's not going to go out and try to ban guns or do any of that. But he'll kind of, from the shadows, he may try to fuck with people who want to own guns, and especially felons.
1: Yeah, I totally agree with you, Johnny. And I think it's it's part of our two-party culture in this country, where you see that people see someone, they just see them running as a Republican, and they just automatically think they're pro-gun. And they don't look back in their past when Trump has supported assault weapon bans, he's He's not – yeah, he's not a pro-gun guy. He's not a pro-individual rights guy. Not at all. (laughs) Not at all. Yeah. Yeah, I mean,
2: like, come on. He is the Democrats' Republican, and that is how he won, I believe, the election, is that he kind of – he waffles on some of these issues, you know, and people didn't like Hillary at all, and he said some of the right things to get the lefties to buy into, and I think – him with guns was one of the reasons why maybe some of the lefties voted for him and his past uh, opinions on guns
1: yeah definitely is is uh, and his support of, of unions and uh, and things like that obviously the lefties like that as well yeah but- we love unions yeah especially <laughs> public sector yeah <laughs> yeah well we could, we could talk about Trump all day but we're here to talk about felonies so we'll keep moving on and this, this next one I want to talk about, I actually, I uh, I saw that Chris Ann Hall posted about it over the weekend. This was an uh, American speaker arrested in Canada for smuggling in quote-unquote hate speech on his iPad. This guy goes by the name of Wild Bill for America, but his real name is William Finley. I've never heard of him. But he was arrested over the weekend on June 24th at a Canadian airport. And he claims this has not been verified by anyone outside of him sending texts to people that he was detained for smuggling hate speech in on his iPad. The reason why, the reason behind this, he was going up there to speak at an event. This was uh, the event was called uh, the called the Patriotic Unity <laughs> Patriotic Uni- Unity Mega Festival. <laughs> It was really? uh, coordinated by Canada's worldwide coalition against Islam. So sure. these people are outspoken. They're speaking, you know, against a religion. Some people would call that hateful speech. Some people would sure. call that not, that's definitely not being tolerant of all religions. That's and right. so he, he was detained. And then in, in Canada, they don't take too kindly to stuff like that. Well, you should have stopped that. He was in Canada. You could have stopped right there. I mean, that's
2: the end of the conversation. I mean. They have no freedom of speech. As far as I'm from what I know, I think they have some sort of anti-Islamophobia bill or something. I've heard about it where you, you can't really say anything. You can't say certain things. You can't talk bad about certain races. Or There's all these bills, and there's a lot of – there is no absolutely no free speech in Canada. Yes, the guy has a right to go there, but to me it seems like if this dude just went to Canada – and they, you said iPad. It was on his iPad. Yeah, he had a speech on his iPad. They actually had to. They they pretty much targeted the dude. I mean, the dude. I don't think was, you know, just ran. I don't think they were randomly
1: searching iPads. Yeah, I, I don't think they're getting warrants for that either. They've no, searching no.
2: What the fuck? Like we're just going to randomly pick you because we know you're going to speak somewhere, at this coalition against Islam. I mean, it is a free speech issue. Yeah, the guy shouldn't get. He should have the right to say whatever he wants, regardless if you agree with it or not. I'm not Islam. I don't believe in it. But I mean, people have the right to believe in it. But you also have the right to say it's stupid, too. So he had he'd done nothing wrong
1: at all. So I've had people challenge me on, on this before, where, for, for example, like with that uh, Milo Yiannopoulos, where he was going to speak out in Berkeley and it was shut down. There were riots in the streets. You know, I said on Facebook in some conversation with with somebody who was liberal that he's, you know, it's important to protect that speech, even if you disagree with him. That's an important thing to be protected. And I was sort of surprised, not really, that I got a little backlash for that, saying that well, we can't, we, we don't need that guy to speak. I mean, he wasn't hurt. That's all that mattered. He was he was protected physically. He wasn't injured by anybody. But he he doesn't have a right to speak. So I would. So Johnny, question for you: Why is free speech, even if it's somebody saying that they're a Nazi or they hate gay people, why is it important to protect even that hateful speech in your mind? Well, I mean, if you look,
2: that's a great question, dude. Like this is is this revenge for the, is this, the rocket fire? It's this rocket fire revenge. <laughs> that's right. So like, okay. So I guess it's important because. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of bullshit ideas out there. Us as libertarians, we have, we have all these great ideas, and we don't want our ideas banned. And even though we may disagree with the left and a lot of the left's economic ideas, they sh- still should be able to be heard. And regardless, even though I hate what they have to say, they should have the right to say it. Even though I'm opposed to it, I, I don't. I, I think it's important to at least get your information out there. And, and regardless if it's right or wrong or it's fake news or whatever, it's up to the, the individual to process and, and siphon out the bullshit. And so – and it's kind of up to you as an individual to determine what you want to read and write and hear. And it's not up to the state to tell you what you can hear. So to me, it's just the state that's really afraid that if they get any idea of liberty – that people, it might catch on and that they will lose control. And that's what I think why
1: most states are afraid of free speech. That's a great answer. That's, that's an excellent answer. You, you passed the test. Bam! <laughs> that's, that's actually a good way, a good intro, a good way to get rolling to play, is this a crime and should they do time?
2: Is it a crime? Oh,
1: wow. Is this like this is the best game show ever, dude. Oh, the best podcast game show, because I've never heard of another podcast game show. So by default, unless one of you know one of the great felony Friday listeners out there wants to find another podcast game show, I'm going to claim the title as the number one podcast game show in America. I think it is. <laughs> I'll back you on that. The first topic we're going to talk about in Is This a Crime? This is a sad story just to prepare everybody. This actually comes out of Belgium. And that's right, we go outside of the US, it's international baby. So, judge, a judge in Belgium convicted parents after a baby died from a vegan diet, and the judge sentenced the parents to a suspended 6 months jail sentence after the death of their uh, of their 7-month-old baby. This couple worked at a health food store and they were feeding the child vegetable milk made of i think i think this is not a typo this is right oak buckwheat rice and quinoa so i don't know what that oak means but i don't think people should be eating wood so don't try that at home this is uh you know this is sad the child is a seven-month-old child died weighing nine pounds a lot of infants are born weighing nine pounds eight pounds i know when, when i was born my mom always gives me a hard time saying that I was a 10-pound baby. So there's infants that are born at a weight more than this, this, uh, this poor child was at, at sure. seven months.
0: Sure.
1: And experts believe that it is possible. Health experts in quotes because everyone claims to be an expert in, in health food and especially the government ones seem to always get it wrong. But they say it's possible to feed an infant a balanced vegan diet. But it's very difficult. It's very difficult to get enough nutrients and and all the essential things you need, especially for an an infant to to thrive and to grow and to gain weight and to to get everything they need. And the defense in this case, uh, defending the mother and the the, the parents, was saying that what happened here is the mother failed to lactate. They offered milk formula and the baby declined. Um, So they presumed that he was lactose intolerant and apparently never took the child to a to a doctor. That's part of the interesting. Yeah, like the first
2: thing I thought of is let's give the child wood because, I mean, oak, definitely oak. That's what I would do. I would give the kid oak.
1: Yeah, because he's not taking the formula, so let's, let's just give him some oak. That's, that's a good oh, idea. No. Come on now.
2: This is crazy, dude. Oh, man. I knew you'd do this to me after the, the goddamn rocket <laughs> fire.
1: So uh, just w- w- one more thing here then that, that I'm gonna ask you if it's a crime so the the fa- the father gave some contradictory statements saying that they, t- they did not take the child to a do- to a doctor during court during the court sentence saying that they never took the child to a doctor but in fact they w- they were taking the child to see a homeopathic doctor dor- during this time that the child the child was losing weight. So okay. the question here is Johnny is is this a crime? And should these parents, I mean, they, they are being convicted and they are going to do a little time here. I think is, is that right? I'm going to say
2: yes. And, and it's not because they, you know, they're not murderers. Um, but I, 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 yes, they, they, it is a crime. There's obvious negligence in this situation. So yes, it's not murder, but yes, definitely negligence. And, um, you know, Again, it's a tough call on that. I totally, it's a mor- it's a moral question, but yes, I, I do think it's it's uh, definitely a crime and yes, they should do time. The, the thing about this though is, you know, you get into these homeopathic things and I'm not saying that there there's validity in that, uh, but at the same time, if you saw that maybe option A isn't working, maybe you should move to option B or try to find, you know, if you go out of your way as a parent, you would try to find alternate ways. Like, you know what? things aren't looking good still and our kids seven months, you know, you're or seven months old. Um, yeah, I, I definitely think that they, it was a negligence on their end. So yes, it's a crime.
1: Yeah. And, uh, as someone I I do have a daughter, so, you know, I've seen my daughter grow up from being, you know, from being very young to now she's almost, almost two years old. And I don't know how, And not even just the parents, but when you have a baby, you know, you're bringing friends and family around and everyone, you know, you're you're taking them to see other kids. And I just don't know how something like this happens to this extent and a child just wastes away at seven months. Right. Exactly. There's not people. It's just it's just it's so it's it's scary, really, that that something like this, something like this can happen. And, you know, I, I don't. Obviously, you're never going to bring this child back. You could send these parents to jail for 20 years, and it's never going to bring this child back to life. So there's no reason for that. And these, there's no restitution to be paid. Exactly.
2: You know, and yeah, so it's it's a sad story. And and like again, I that could have been prevented if maybe they sought a uh, you know somebody who is a practicing doctor um, and who actually had some skills. And if I was hell bent on saving my child, I just wouldn't continue doing the same thing over and over and over again
1: mm-hmm.
2: and saying why isn't this working? Oh, uh, they, they're, they're, they're like withering away. Oh, that's cool. We'll give them some more wood. We'll give it some more Oak. I mean, it's bullshit. I mean, there's a negligence in there and yeah, I, I do. I mean, you know, some people might disagree with me, but I, I do think it, it was, it's gross negligence and, and I think that they should, it is a crime.
1: Yeah, I mean, believe it or not, there are some libertarians out there who do believe that the state should not have to force you to feed your children. Well, and I
2: oh, that that it goes oh god, that that's that's Rothbard, that falls
1: under Rothbard under But I know that's I mean, that, that's not the whole story and that is I, 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 taking I, Rothbard out of context a little bit. Is. I think what Rothbard is saying there and, you know, there's people that are – I'll probably get emails and tweets about this. But I, I, think, I think what Rothbard was saying, and correct me if I'm wrong, Twitterverse, you're, I know you're out there, that it's not in the libertarian philosophy to dictate that.
2: Right, right. I mean there's a there's kind of a moral responsibility and mm-hmm. a personal responsibility to that child. And, you know, if you look at it, yeah, you, you don't – you shouldn't be forced to do that. I agree, but if this could also be handled in a libertarian society, and I think that if that case was heard by, to any judge, even in a libertarian or free society, the judge would go, that is gross negligence, and you Mm -hmm. murdered your child. And you had other ways, and you had other options, and you didn't seek them out, so yes, uh, it wasn't murder, but it would be a type of manslaughter in a sense.
1: Hey, guys, we're just going to take a real quick commercial break to hear from our sponsor for today's
0: show. We'll be right back with more from Johnny Adams. I firmly believe one of the most important things you can do to protect yourself and your loved ones is to own a firearm. But for a lot of people, buying a gun can be an overwhelming process. There are just so many options and not everyone feels comfortable walking into a gun store. Well, our friends at MartinArmory.com are doing their part to change that. Martin Armory was founded with a simple goal, to make buying a gun simple and affordable. Instead of carrying thousands of different guns, MartinArmory.com only carries 25. This allows them to focus on providing the most popular guns on the market at insanely cheap prices. And now, for a limited time, their prices are even more insane, as MartinArmory.com is offering Lions of Liberty listeners free shipping. Simply go to MartinArmory.com. Pick an awesome gun and enter the promo code LIONS. Again, that's martinarmory.com. The promo code is LIONS.
1: Let's move on to to another case here. This is out of State College, which is my old stompy grounds in college, home of Penn State University. And just to briefly summarize this, there's a lot of moving parts in this case. But the high-level view, there's a, a doctor in State College. He's facing... Six felony charges for administering controlled substances out of the scope of his patient relationship. Six misdemeanor charges on top of that. And he's right now he's uh, his bail is set at twenty thousand dollars. And what's happened here is this guy, Dr. Kenneth Cherry, He's an orthopedic surgeon at the University Orthopedic Center in State College, specializing in total joint replacements and hip and knee surgery. And kind of reading between the lines of this article, it sounds like he got involved with, in a sexual relationship with a woman who either was addicted or became addicted to some drugs, some prescription drugs that he was prescribing to her. And what happened was he was telling the Investigators. He was investigated for several months when there was. It was actually a CVS pharmacy that tipped off authorities to this uh, this woman who was getting some pretty pretty large doses of prescription drugs. Bastards. <laughs> and and this doctor wasn't actually seeing the woman as a patient. I guess he would actually, the woman says he would just leave a prescription in his car unlocked and she would go pick it up and, and take it in the pharmacy. The doctor says that he was doing this because she didn't have insurance, but it turns out she did have insurance. So these stories aren't lining up. It sounds like maybe maybe it was a, a drugs for sex scheme. I, I, I don't know. The question, though, is, I mean, should there's a lot of things here maybe that could be could be crimes or maybe none of it's a crime. So what's your what's your view of this case? Is there is there a crime? Should this doctor be sent to prison for prescribing these prescription drugs?
2: No, no, not at all. And uh, I mean, like I was saying before, if she wanted to get the prescription drug, she's going to get it regardless. I mean, so the dude lucked out. He was probably getting a piece of tail on the side. And it worked out good for him. So, I mean, I mean he's,
1: yeah, well, he's he, good to he, go. He locked luck, out till now. Now he's nice. No. Well, no, yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> I mean, but no, he shouldn't do time. It's stupid. I mean, again, it's just a pill. She would have gotten it somewhere else. At least she was trying to kind of make it look legitimate in the state's eyes. But no, it's not a crime. Not at all. She was, she was going to do it. Drugs shouldn't even be illegal. It's it's not an issue.
1: Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. And I think, I mean, one thing to point out is – they were coming down on him, even outside of the stuff of him having sex with having sex with a patient and and drugs maybe for sex. Even outside of that, he was saying that he was doing it as as a good deed, so she didn't have to you know pay to get an appointment just to write the prescription. He said he'd done it for other people, and apparently that is illegal. I did not know that was illegal, which is freaking ridiculous.
2: That's stupid. So if you're not, so what you're saying is if. If you're not a patient of that doctor, you're not being. So if that person is not in the system, and you're a doctor, but you haven't come in and you're not in my records or
1: whatever, that is a crime if you prescribe them something. Apparently, at least I mean, at least in Pennsylvania, but it's, it sounded okay. like it was it was federal, which is which is ridiculous.
2: That's another stupid law. Yeah,
1: it's it's all stupid. I agree. That so it's not a crime at all.
2: Again, all that stuff should be over the counter, anyways.
1: Legalize all the drugs. All, all of the of drugs. Bring it all, all in the open. That's right. And I was I was talking to a uh, to a friend today, and you know I've, I've had the same conversation with, with many people, and you know they talk about, and I've actually had this conversation with, with my parents. I think they've they've changed their mind on it, but the, the older generation, the generation that's now in the fifty to seventy five in there. I guess that's the baby boomers maybe. Right. There's still a, a large majority of that generation that – they're like right now in Pennsylvania, we are legalizing medical marijuana. In Ohio, they're doing the same thing. And there's still a large resort majority of people in that generation who are afraid – they don't want these medical marijuana places opening up in their neighborhood. They're going to town halls. They're fighting it. We don't want drugs in our neighborhood. And it's just such – I mean – it's hard for me to even know where to start with that because it's so obvious just from a purely libertarian standpoint, the government does not dictate what you can put in your body. But even outside of that, it's been proven the war on drugs doesn't work. So That's it's, right. Yeah. It's, it's it's hard to it's hard to even know where to start. Have you I mean, I know you're in Washington, so mm-hmm. you have legal fully legalized recreational marijuana. That's right. What what kind of reaction has there been out there to that? Has there been some negative Nancy's? Well, I live in Federal Way, so right off of Seattle.
2: And in Federal Way, I believe earlier this year they had a like a they want to get rid of the recreational marijuana stores in this city or the small. It's like a city town. Uh, It's kind of you know it's big, but it's not quite Seattle. Um, And they they do want to get rid of uh, the recreational pot stores here. But to me, it's kind of stupid because if I'm a businessman, I'd be like, um, "Well, you're going to go somewhere else, and you're losing in a, you're losing all that income in that area, anyways. So if you're a statist and you believe in taxes, you're losing out on all that tax money you could generate. But anyways, um, I, I think it's really stupid. There's a couple areas, there's a couple counties that are kind of uh, against it. But for the most part I'd say like 80 to 70% of the state is cool is cool with it. Plus I mean all the pot smokers they don't do anything. They don't commit crimes. <laughs> they're too fucking stoned. They're playing video games and eating Cheetos. So hey, God bless them.
1: Yeah, and they're and they're buying it at a uh, at a place where it's only pot so they're not not yeah, even tempted not, to to right. get heroin like, or to get something else. They're just Well like
2: yeah, it's all safe. It's all, you know, it's all
1: the, those those owners of
2: those stores, they have standards and they have quality and they, they want to have pure pot, pure marijuana. Let them. I mean, I think it's great. I mean, if they want to do it, I would rather see a market handle it than some fucking guy down the street. Absolutely. That's,
1: that's, why, that's why I brought you on, Johnny, because I agree with you.
2: <laughs> like when I was a kid, I remember like a buddy of mine, he bought oregano and he thought... <laughs> It was hilarious. I was like, really, dude? And he was trying to buy pot. I mean, somebody just con him out of 10 bucks. At least if you know if you go to the pot store, you're going to get marijuana. That that's dude got fucked. That's you, hilarious.
1: You, you hear about that stuff. I haven't actually yeah. heard of anybody oh, yeah. that's done. Yeah. Because, <laughs> no, I mean, yeah.
2: I mean, like when I was in high school, I mean, fuck. We, uh, I, I remember buying some, but, you know, it wasn't a big deal. But my, my buddy, man, he he bought it, and he was telling me that he had got oregano, and we were giving him shit forever about that. That's <laughs> fucking hilarious, because he didn't even know what it looked like. He didn't yeah. know what weed
1: looked like. Yeah, well, it's so. not it's not all bad. You can still season spaghetti with it. So, <laughs> it's, 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 pay a little much for it.
2: That's <laughs> expensive fucking oregano. Yeah.
1: Oh man! All right, man, we got we got our last <laughs> our last isn't a crime story here. And this right. is uh, probably maybe some of our listeners have heard of this guy. I don't know if you have, Johnny, a former former Packer. Are you a football fan? I uh, used to be, but no. Not, not anymore. anymore. You've given it up. It's probably smart. I should probably give yeah. it up, too. It takes a lot of time. It does. So this guy, uh, former Packer, uh, Amon Green, he was a running back for the Packers. He was a really good player. And what happened here is he has a – 17-year-old daughter, I think, and she, no, 15-year-old daughter, sorry, excuse me, and I guess she was mouthing off to him, didn't want to do the dishes, so the police report says that he picked her up and made her start doing the dishes and hit her, allegedly hit his daughter in the face, and Green disputes that and says that he, I I think his words were he like slapped her upside the head, may have hit her glasses, but she had a, a bruise on her face, and he's facing a charge of child abuse, intentionally causing bodily harm that this carries a possible six-year prison sentence. With with child abuse stuff like this, libertarians talk about this all the time. You know, it goes back to should you be allowed to spank your child? You know, what what is a spank? What you know, should you be oh, allowed yeah. to hit your child? So yep. in, in this case here, Johnny, then maybe we can you know talk about the other stuff. But is do you think this is a crime right here?
2: That's, this is a tough one because probably, yeah,
1: probably. And I'm, I'm
2: not one, I'm, I'm, I'm a libertarian who is actually for spanking and I know some would be appalled by that, but her not doing the dishes doesn't justify her getting hit upside the head. So is it a crime? Yes. Should he do like a lot of time? Probably not, you know, but no, I don't think he should do a lot of time at all. So he might maybe a couple of weeks or something, you know, but no, I don't, I, I, yes. Is it wrong that what he did? Yes, absolutely. You know, and again, I'm a libertarian who does believe in some loving discipline and I believe that a good whack, especially if it, w- if it will correct a bad habit that could potentially hurt a child later on, if you don't cor- correct it early in life. But to me, that just seems like him being a dick. And so that, I think that's 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 where I stand on that one.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with you. And it's, I mean, it is, it's tough. But
2: It's a tough call.
1: But there I, I is, think, there's a line, right? I mean,
2: there is like if um, I'm, I don't know what example to use, but if I see a kid and my, my or my daughter is doing something over and over again, and it could be dangerous to her. And she continues to do it, I would whip her in the butt. But it wouldn't be to hurt her in that sense. I would do it just to uninstill a bad habit. Because kids don't have logic. They don't understand things yet. They haven't they're not a fully developed individual with rights or a full, you know, a full rights bearing adult. Right?
1: Oh, abs- absolutely. Know? And I mean, maybe we're talking we're talking a little younger than fifteen, but if you have a I don't know a kid that's anywhere between the ages of just learning how to walk all the way up to sure, yeah, eight, eight yeah. years old. If, if they're running in the street where they get hit by a car, they don't—they're not understanding consequences. They don't really understand, you know, that they could die or, or those consequences. So, I mean, sometimes you need—you need to be able to to discipline them, and maybe that would involve a, a spanking. Of course, there's there's a line there. Um, there but yeah, but yeah, they're not—they're not—they don't understand consequences, so there has to be another way. To help them to understand, but I mean what what he is saying though by her not doing
2: the dishes, you know it wasn't it's not a consequence like, well you could get hurt or you could die or you could get injured later on if we don't instill these behaviors now, it was more along the lines of I'm the fucking I have authority over you, I'm gonna instill authority over you, authority over you, and you better listen, and if you don't I'm gonna kick your ass. That's what it sounds like to me. So if your kid, you know, if you're obviously, if he, when you spank a child, it should help them understand a much lesser pain in in lieu of losing their life or, or doing something that could be potentially dangerous to them, Mm -hmm. but not doing the fucking dishes isn't an excuse for that.
1: Yeah. That's not really a a justified response. And I I agree with you. And this, this kind of reminds me of. I don't know how long ago it was we talked about this, but there was a video on YouTube that I saw, and we talked about it on Felony Friday, where a son had skipped school, and his father boxed him and videotaped it. And it, it was brutal. The father just beat the crap out of his son. That was way over the line. This is, I mean, this is, I think, just over the line. I mean, you can't be It's hit,
2: just
1: hit, over. Yeah, the hit, line. hitting in the face for not doing the dishes. That's... That's over the line. I don't know what the what the time should be. I don't really think there maybe should be any time. I mean, maybe some sort of probation or something. But
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. That's what I was saying. Is it a crime? Yes. Should he do time? I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a judge. I'm you know, but I would say very minimal. Because here's the thing though too, as libertarians, we do have to understand that we are also human beings. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and like we make some people make mistakes. I mean. I've been mad at my daughter and I have two daughters and I've gotten angry with her when I probably shouldn't have not, I never like hit her or anything, but I've yelled at her when maybe it was unnecessary. So we lose our shit sometimes. So you have to factor in those considerations too. Is this a, is this a trend
1: with this guy? Um, who knows? Yeah, right on man. All right. Well, we are, we're out of time here before I let you go though, Johnny, you got to plug everything you're working on. you got to give all your links.
2: Okay, so if you like rock and roll and libertarianism, please check out the Johnny Rocket Launchpad. You can find it at johnnyrocketlaunchpad.com. We're on iTunes. You can find us on Podbean and Stitcher. Uh, It's a great show. If uh, you're not a fan of heart, we swear, we cuss. We have a great time. And we have great guests like John Odermatt on the show. He was our latest guest. And also I'm working on a comic book called the Liberty force comic. You can find it at Libertyforcecomic.com And it's an exciting adventure about the, the uh, hosts of the Johnny rocket launch pad in space in a very captain video retro feel. And it's about tyranny versus Liberty. And how do we get Liberty back? So please check out the, the LibertyForceComic.com and also check out the Johnny Rocket Launchpad.com. And thank you very much, John, for having me on your show.
1: Uh, thanks for coming on. I, I just want to say one more thing. I do fully endorse the Liberty Force comic. And I'll tell you what, Johnny, that comic is going to be responsible for bringing a heck of a lot of people to liberty. I fully believe that.
2: I hope so. I'm hoping so. And I think it's it's fun. And it's – you know what? Actually, we were talking about this too. It could be good for, you know, you, I wouldn't give it to like an eight year old. They wouldn't understand it, but yeah. uh, like, like, you know, 12 and above is, it, you know, it's clean unlike the show. So please do not send your kids to the Johnny rocket <laughs> but the comic book, I made it clean. And it also, by the way, I was stoked about this, John, this is big news, but Tom Woods did the forward for the comic book. So even if you can't stand my ass. Buy
1: it for Tom Woods' forward. There you go. Fantastic, Johnny. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you very much, John. I appreciate it. Hope you all enjoyed today's interview with Johnny Adams of the Johnny Rocket Launchpad. I had a hell of a good time. That was a lot of fun. But guess what, guys? It's not over yet because this is a sort of a two-for-one episode. I'm going to play for you right now a portion of of my appearance on the Johnny Rocket Launchpad. I was on his show last week. I'm only going to play the beginning portion of it because in that part of it, I tell my story, the reason why I started this Felony Friday podcast. And I don't think I've told it maybe ever on this show. So I think it's good to share and it's it's entertaining. Um, it's just a portion of the podcast, though. So if you want to hear the whole thing, make sure to go to... JohnnyRocketLaunchpad.com. Download the episode. Go to iTunes. Download the episode, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast, find it there. And be sure to subscribe to the Johnny Rocket Launchpad. All right, guys, here it is. Peace. Talking before the show, and you were like, this is easy. This That's is like what I was going to say. Johnny's to like, don't written. worry.
3: These are easy <laughs> questions. Um, yes. But then you did. You're like, question eight is going to be the hardest one I've ever written. Here's question eight. <laughs>
1: nine is even harder so <laughs> yeah. is, it's a kick in the ball
3: yeah. <laughs> information is free the johnny rocket bunch pad and now here's
1: johnny
2: Johnny Rocket here at the Johnny Rocket Launchpad, always launching ideas in your direction. America's only rock and roll libertarian radio show. Come here with my co-host, Mr. Kurt Nelson. Fucking hey, Johnny. How are you, brother? And this show's about liberty. Welcome to the Launchpad. And we're here to rock and roll and bring you the ideas of liberty. Kurt, how are you? I'm doing fucking great, man. Doing great. What's going on this week?
3: Oh, man, like too much to say and like a, a little, little blurb. What but, do you mean? Uh, Give, give, like, give us a blurb. Gigs and and shit business in China and China. selling cases and building cases and the building and construction and audio uh, and yeah. Nice, dude. It's yeah crazy and stupid eclectic. Nice. <laughs> well, at least you're getting paid though, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm getting
2: paid. That's all matters, man.
3: Yeah. Is it all free market? It is. It is. In fact, yeah. I pay as little taxes as possible there on you that go. cash money. Yeah.
2: <laughs> all under the table, motherfuckers. <laughs> Anyways, I so it's Johnny Rocket here at the Launchpad. Always launching ideas. And again, it's Liberty. Everyone who's listening to the show. I had this epiphany the other day. I'm like, who the fuck should I get on the show? I'm researching all these people, all these crazy fucking libertarians. Hit up your fucking backyard. Hit up your brothers. That's right. You know, and so, you know, we've been doing shows with the lines of Liberty. We've had Roger Paxton on. Recently, Chris Spangle, last episode. Why not John Odermatt? He, I talk to John all the time. The shit. Great guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Super smart guy. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with me? John, come on the show. Fuck all these other people. Let's get, let's get to our roots here in the League of Liberty podcasters, more or less. John Odermatt is a risk management professional in the energy sector, entrepreneur, co-founder of the Lines of Liberty, and host of the Felony Friday Show on the Lines of Liberty podcast. Felony Friday focuses on exposing the injustice in the broken criminal justice system. Felony Friday features interviews with former cops, forensic experts, lawyers, journalists, activists, and ex-felons. I welcome here on the launch pad, give it up for John
1: Ownerman. Yeah! Woo! Yeah! What is up, guys? You are are way too kind. Way too kind with the pleasantries. I'm a little
2: uncomfortable. Well, as Chris Spengel last week said, oh, you guys are sucking my dick. Yeah, no, I'm not not actually sucking your dick. But here's the thing, man. We're like podcasters. Promote our brothers. You know what I mean? Like, we're all on the same team. We do. That's right. Chris Spengel and I had this conversation. He was like, well, we are technically competition. But I'm like, not really. Because if your show does really well... It's only going to bring more people to me in the long run. You know, it's not really competition in my opinion. I guess,
1: I guess, I guess a way to look, I agree with you. And I guess a way to look at it is um, it's like, if you found, if you like found a small city and there's a bunch of, uh, I don't know, restaurants competing with each other, they all (laughs) want to make that area prosperous and grow and they want to attract people to it. That's what we're doing with the Liberty movement. We just want to, we want to get more people interested and, and listening to all of our shows, you know, Pretty much, if people like one of our shows, they're probably going to like all three, all four, all all five, however big the League of Liberty is. That's right.
2: Yeah. That's right, man. But, uh, John, thank you so much for coming on the show, man. Thanks
1: for having me on. Gonna, I'm look, I've am i been looking forward to this ever since you asked me. Uh, well, I— And, and I, the, the, the way that you explained it is exactly the way that you asked me. What's that? <laughs> so you, you were not lying. You called me up and said, what the fuck? Why didn't I think of this? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you come on the show. Actually, you sent me a text first, but then, yeah, then we, uh, we talked.
2: And I got to get Brian on too, so that's another guy yeah. I got to get on. And I've been on his show, and I'm now I feel like an asshole. I've been on Electric Liberty Land, but he hasn't been on the launch pad oh, so you are an asshole then. i am a dick yeah i didn't mean to be one i just sometimes you get wrapped Seems, yeah, up sometimes it happens and you're just yeah. like
3: ah oh, fuck i
1: didn't mean to be a dick but i am
2: yeah i am Total you
1: dick. were on like the the first or second episode of electric liberal League,
2: right <laughs> yeah
1: thanks. way to rub it in yeah <laughs> nice <laughs>
2: yeah that's true thanks brian wow. <laughs> thanks for having me as your one of your first guests and <laughs> Haven't invited you onto the launch pad. So, John, you do a really, really cool show. It's called Felony Friday. And it's part of Lions of Liberty. Talk to us about your show and what are you trying to do with the Felony Friday portion of the podcast?
1: Yeah, so just just to clarify, it is it is part of the Lions of Liberty podcast feed. So if you go to subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever Wherever the heck you kids are listening to your podcast nowadays, you subscribe to Lions of Liberty, you get uh, Mark's show every Monday, which is the uh, the OG show, as he calls it, the Lions of Liberty podcast. You get Brian's show, Electric Liberty Land, and, and my show on Friday. But with, with with Felony Friday, I guess this all started out years ago, my interest in the criminal justice reform, and I had a couple moments that, that really slapped me in the face, and I guess to, to set the stage, I grew up in more or less a, a bubble, um, grew up uh, south, south of Pittsburgh, not too far from where I live right now, in, a, in an area that really wasn't exposed to, we didn't have crime or, you know, we didn't have a, a, a lot of drugs in our high school at the time, anything like that. So I wasn't exposed to a lot of, a lot of the stuff that I talk about now on, uh, on Felony Friday. But, you know, went to college, graduated college, moved out to California, and I was working in a place known as the Inland Empire, which is about an hour east of L.A. on the 10. And it's a uh, industrial area. It's a rougher area. Uh, there's a lot of people there that have, that have spent some time in prison. And one of my first jobs, at, I was hired, hired by this company. I was like a management trainee. So I was kind of like their lackey. They just moved me all around wherever they needed help. And one place they put me was in HR. They needed to hire a bunch of people. So I'm in HR, and we need to hire like 10 people we're running like two or three shifts at this plant. And I get all these resumes. And the, the HR manager tells me, you know, go through these resumes, pick out the good ones, read them. I, you know, I'll trust your judgment. And, you know, give me some tips ahead of time, but not much to go off. So I'm looking through these resumes. And I noticed pretty quickly that, you know, I'm looking at one. Okay, there's an ex felon, ex felon, ex felon, ex felon. No joke, like 90% of the applications were ex felons. Right. So I took those all out. <laughs> And I took the stack of what I had left, like 50 or so. And I took, you know, the best ones. I took them to the plant manager and the HR rep. And they started looking through them. They're like, where's all the ones? Where's all the ex-felons? My God, I took those out. You took those out. Those are some of our best workers. (laughs) (laughs) Go get them back. What is wrong with you? Yeah. (laughs) So, I mean, that, that that was my mindset at the time. That's how, and I think that's the way a lot of people think. A lot of people think. You know they don't want to give felons a chance. Um, you know they made one mistake, and you can we can talk about later if it's actually a you know a, a true crime or not or a mistake. Of course, I would argue. I think you guys would agree. Then most nonviolent drug crimes, really all nonviolent drug crimes, really aren't crimes. There's nobody being nobody being hurt. There's no uh, no injured party. But anyway, these people, you know, they they broke the law and they're being judged for that their entire life. So that was a big learning experience and. During my time in California, uh, working in that job, I got to know a lot of these guys. And, I mean, they were great people. They were good people. I, I'll go golfing with them on the weekend sometimes. Like Excellent felons people. golf. Really? <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, they <laughs> have golf. neck tattoos and they have facial tattoos. Well, I have neck tattoos and I work at a golf course. <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah <laughs> sure, Are you sure
1: you're not a felon, Johnny? yeah I'm
2: not. Well, but he's, he's scary. I am. He's but, kind of a fucking scary like, dude when but, but you look at him.
1: Yeah, especially with that...
2: <laughs> That neo Nazi flag yeah, on my forehead, well, yeah, yeah,
3: and the, and the that tab on the side of your neck, man. You
2: yeah. might just have six 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 on your forehead, I do. man. I do. You do? Oh, it's under the hat. That's right. Nice. There you go. But I, I totally get what you are saying. Like I've met people who've been in jail, and they're great people. They're just wanting to survive and make money for their family, and it's kind of a shame that criminal history has to follow them forever in their lives. I mean, like, why? If you serve your debt to society through jail or. Uh, restitution or whatever then your your debt is paid why do you have to continually be judged and punished for the rest of your life well a judge sees that as part of your punishment.
3: I've heard judges say that, you know, That's like, fucked up though you're going to uh, you know, you're going to get this and you're going to get that. And while this may even seem a little bit seem like a little bit of a light punishment, uh, you know, you're also, a, you know, whatever, second degree felon or whatever. So don't get you know, don't take this wrong. This felony is going to going to uh, ride around with you for what is it, seven years or 10 years before people stop looking at it? You know, I mean, and it's not like people really ever, ever stop looking at it, but legally, you know. Uh, it's tough. Yeah, well,
1: if, if you look at like the, the rights you lose, the right to bear arms in most states, you never get that back unless you know, unless I guess in California um, they've passed that proposition where they've allowed a lot of people to apply for their felonies to be expunged. Now they, they have the right to bear arms and vote back. But uh, yeah, a lot of felons never get that right back. And that and that's so the second part would really kick me at, after learning that. Um, and that was at the same time that I was becoming libertarian, too. So my my entire world was changing. But when I moved back east, moved back to Pittsburgh, um, started yeah, you know, met my met my uh, my wife girlfriend at the time. We were dating, and her her younger brother was in was in college, and he got busted uh, set, selling some pot to uh, underage cop like five times. The cop an you know, underage cop first? No, uh, <laughs> undercover cop. <laughs> oh God. my like, right. goddamn! Wow. Cops with <laughs> <are getting laughs> yard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he got he got caught selling pot to an undercover cop. And this undercover cop came back, you know, four or five times as they do it, escalating the amount until he got to the amount that he could be charged with a felony.
3: Oh, and, I kept pushing yeah. him until he could actually get a felony out of it.
1: Exactly. What an and, asshole. You know, the the bullshit of it at the time. And I trust my brother in law and I've, I've talked to him about it. He he wasn't really selling. He didn't have like an operation. Uh, this guy came to him, met him through a mutual friend and he was really just going – he wasn't making any money off of it. He was just trying to help him out, going and getting the, the pot and giving it to him. So long story short, my brother-in-law gets convicted of I think two or three different felonies. And he ended oh. up spending over over a year in prison, which on some of the stories I talk about in Felony Friday really is, is not that bad considering you know some people spend 10, 20, 30 years in prison for freaking pot. Yeah. But anyway, a, a year in prison for a really small amount of pot and a uh, time in a halfway house. And he has that felon, that felon label on his record, so he can never own a gun again unless something changes with the law. It's it's horrible. horrible. Hope you guys enjoyed that little bonus edition here on Felony Friday today. And, of course, as you know, we have three shows per week here on Lions of Liberty every Monday with Mark Clare, the O.G. Lions of Liberty podcast every Wednesday with Brian McWilliams and Electric Liberty Land, your shot of culture, comedy, and liberty every Wednesday and every Friday here with Felony Friday. If that does not satiate your appetite for liberty, then guess what? You can get more Lions of Liberty by signing up for the Lions Pride, getting access to all of our exclusive content that we produce just for $5 per month. If you want to give a little bit more and help our show even more to reach more people, you can join at $10 per month, get a free t-shirt, some other free goodies. And if you want to influence this show, you can join at our influencer level, the $25 level, and you can talk with us once per month on a conference call and give us ideas on what you want us to talk about, stories to cover, people to interview. You have our ear, and it's a lot of fun, and we have a lot of fun We have a lot of fun with our conference calls every single month. If you guys haven't joined the Lions of Liberty Forum yet, what the heck are you waiting for? Do it right this minute. Unless you're driving, then don't do it right this minute. Pull over, get your cell phone, Punch in Lions of Liberty Forum in the search bar at the top. It'll pop up. And as long as you have a profile picture of you and not some cartoon character, then we'll most likely let you in. So go ahead and do that. There's great conversations about the ideas of liberty every single day. For those of you that have been listening to the podcast, you know that we've been supporting a group called Donor C., uh, Donor C was founded by Greg Glyer. He was a previous guest on this podcast, interviewed by Mark Clare. And we've combined with a couple other Libertarian podcasts and the group Walk the Walk. You can find Walk the Walk on Facebook just by searching Walk the Walk with, with spaces and the group will pop up. It was founded by a Lions of Liberty Pride member, Clint Rankin, and it's a way to kind of bring all these different people together and pick different causes on donor C to support, and the cause we're supporting right now is a phenomenal one. you got to check it out. If you have even a dollar to give, please think about giving to this cause because it is so impactful. It's It's in Malawi. There's 300 families that they've had to walk 45 minutes each way to get their water from a dirty swamp. People die every year making this trek back and forth, diseases from the filthy water. What they're doing, what this project will do is build a high-quality well right smack in the middle of the village And it clears up the walk. I mean, think about, number one, think about the time it saves. You don't have to walk 45 minutes each way. And that's, I mean, let alone, it's so much safer and cleaner. It's just an amazing project, guys. Please think about giving some money to this project. There's only $1,615 left to get this fully funded. So let's make a push. Let's get this funded as quickly as we can to get this well built. That's all I have for today, guys. Thank you so much. For sticking with me, those of you out there that listen to this whole two-feature episode of Lions of Liberty, thank you so much for listening. This is John Odermatt signing off. Always remember to keep your head up, and the fires of liberty burning.